I'm just going to have to shoot him. Hello and welcome to another episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. I'm your host, Aaron, the Dungeon Master here, and I'm with the Crown Killers. Boy, oh boy. It's not a family unless you're doing some biffing. Word up. Indeed. So I'm around the table with Shavi, Jasui, Drew, and Key, and you guys had just made yourself known in Metatiri, the Sea of Thieves, and... Shavi and Drew are checking out a slaver's auction whilst Key and uh, Jasui beat the fuck out of each other in a backwards alley of the Black Tide Tavern. So we're going to jump right into initiative here, ladies and gentlemen, with this PvP action. First one ever on Valiant Odyssey Podcast. Let's go. Initiative rolls, please, gentlemen. As you look around this alleyway, you can see that the sun's light is just about to fade, given that it is mid-afternoon. You can see some shadows cast across the floor of this muddy expanse, pools of water and uh, various different fecal matter in this alleyway that people often relieve themselves in. You can see as well, across the other side of this alleyway, a varying amount of households that seem to have low lantern light that illuminate one half of the uh, the area. It is a very muggy-looking alleyway. You can see the overhang that just we just jumped down is uh, strewn across with various different banners and sort of strings that seem to house people's washing as well. To your immediate left key, you can see a large marble wall that seems to be made of white stone. And to your right, guys, you can see the bustling street that seems to be ferrying many, many people to and from wherever it is they are going. But you are the only two in this alley. As Jasui pulls out a crossbow quickly, you hear it Click into action key. Just where you have the initiative. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm uh, shooting a crossbow straight into Key's face. 17 plus 11 with my brand new crossbow that I just bought. Uh, that's a 28. That will be a hit. Yeah, sweet. I will use reaction and I'll use um, deflect. Uh, that's a 10. 10 points of damage? Mm. Okay. Right. So you will automatically reduce it to zero. Yeah. So currently I just I just deflected it with my quarterstaff. So you just knock this um, arrow and it hits directly into the easement above you and it just ding hits. You watch as Jasui, what are you doing for the rest of your turn? Uh, my bonus action is to hide. Okay. I don't know where. Where can I hide? Try and flip up back onto the easement on the shadowed side. I'll get you to roll no. Roll an athletics check to jump up or acrobatics. Yeah, so that's a 14. 14, that's enough to get you up there. And once you get up there, roll your hide check, please. 26. Jasui, you have 10 feet of movement from where you are. That finishes my turn. Okay, you watch this crossbow bolt come directly at you, Key. You flick it up into the easement above, and by the time you look towards your pursuer, they're gone. I don't. I know which direction he's gone, or I know nothing? I would say that you know that he has traveled in a southward direction. Okay, with that in mind, I'll move 15 feet to the open area. Not in shadow. Done. You begin walking through the muck, and as you do so, your long claws tap on what stone is underneath the muck. Mm. I'm not concerned about revealing where I am. I'm trying to work out where Jeswe is, and as I get to my position, I remove my cloak. I just discard it down onto the ground, revealing what Key's looking like. His mohawk, which is flopped over to one side. He takes both hands and straightens it up. It's looking longer than ever. His rosette spots not only have changed color from 
yellow to black, but they now resemble more shadowy sort of symbols all across his body. He's wearing nothing but wraps over his arms and some pants, and he's currently barefoot at the moment. He's, he's standing in the middle there, and he's calling Jesui out. Take another shot, and I use a key point for patient defense. And that okay. will be my turn. So you watch as he just readies himself. He can hear Key taunting him, calling him out, but realizes probably not smart to get into a close-up fight with that dude. So he's watching him sort of from his hiding space just up above on the balcony. Decides that he's not gonna he's not gonna do this quietly. We're gonna make as much noise as possible. End this as quickly as possible. So he jumps up, put his crossbow away, taking out his pistols, and he's leaning up against the wall real quick. And he takes two really deep, quick breaths, just a... And then he instantly pulls out and fires the first time. As you aim down the barrels, you hear this voice coming from the guns that says, He's in our way. I'd say you get advantage because you're firing from a hidden position. Okay. And eight. Okay, so I get... So I take so the... So what was, what was the best one of those two? The best one was nine, uh, eight. We need a grip point to get advantage on that. That one's a 28. Okay, so that will hit. You need to roll your damage. Uh, no sneak attack applied because you revealed yourself with your first attack. 11. I'm going to action surge and throw another one. Key, the first bullet hits the mud and you just sort of move your foot a bit to the left and it hits the muck. The second one you watch comes towards you. And as it does so, uh, it is an on-target shot. Here we go. Going to use my second grip point. I really need to make these hit. All right, so that's a 13. That'll miss. So you watch as it just shoots directly past your ear and you just move to the left a little bit. And you're pretty impressed by his evasiveness, but you're getting frustrated. Yep. And then I move 30 feet back across mm-hmm. the rooftops. Okay. Across the as you're running across the roof, you take you reload and take one more shot. Sixteen. Sixteen misses. And you hear footsteps on the tiled roof, the raucous laughter of people in the tavern occurring. Across town, as the orc's tooth gets snapped off and the pirate crew begins to move their way into town, you and Shavi turn to each other to exchange a polite conversation and you hear through the rattling of buildings this couple of seconds later. You watch as everybody in the crowd looks in that direction. You two look at each other knowing exactly what that sound is. We were just talking and I was telling Drew, I was just telling Drew, like, I'm so glad you had that conversation with Key. Like, I feel like our brotherhood is just becoming so strong right now. And then that sounds quite familiar. Yep. Yep. You heard that? Let's book it. All right. We're running. Okay. So you run in the direction of the alleyway. I imagine it probably takes a few turns to get there though. With a dash, it will indeed take you a few turns to get there. It's just Swee's turn being over. Key, you're up patiently defending yourself in the middle of this piss-filled avenue. I now know which direction that came from. You do? You know the direction that he is in? Oh, did I hear um, his footsteps as he's pattering across the roofs in a particular direction? Am I currently in dim light? Yes. Okay. I now use darkness and I cast it with a good educated guess in the uh, that corner of that building and balcony. That's two key points. So you watch as this crackling dark loud begins to surround you, Jusui, and as it does so, you can't see anything. Key, you watch as this cloud-like mass begins to surround your foe on the roof of this building. I then use shadow step, and I shadow step into just the the nearest corner of, of the sphere, into the darkness, 
I'll get you to roll a acrobatics check with disadvantage just because you're shadow stepping into a place where you were looking but is now covered in darkness and obscured. Actually, I can see. I have devil sight. Okay. I'm fucked. (laughs) Baby. All right, Key, you are surrounded in darkness and all you can see is Key's yellow eyes just glowing through this black, swirling purple mist. But you can see Jasui looking around, guns cocked, ready for action. What are you doing? Yes. So you've used your action, your bonus action, and you have movement. Movement. I now move behind Jasui. And it's Jasui's go. To roll for perception. Because obviously I can't see, but I can still hear and shit, and I'm quite a perceptive motherfucker. Okay, roll perception with disadvantage, and you can roll stealth with advantage, Key. 18. 14. My sort of ego is sort of getting to me. And I say to him, you cannot kill what you cannot see as I stand behind him. And I hear that. And I, for my action, I use my cantrip firebolt for 11. So you watch as this fire emanates from your hand, lighting up the darkness for but a second, not long enough to see anything except for Key's face just five feet away from you. You watch as it (laughs) streaks through the air. And instantly can... Because I used a firebolt, can I then fire exactly where I thought I saw Key's face for a split second? You can bonus action fire. Yeah, or yeah. I can bonus action get the fuck out of the dark and hide. Yeah. Which is what I'm going to do. So I know Key's behind me. I scared him with a cantrip because fuck that guy. And then I'm going to run across the roof, jump down onto the easement and back into the alleyway. I, I think get that's a, about um, 30 feet. Attack of opportunity doing He used his bonus action to disengage from you. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I use my bonus action to disengage. I think that's all I've got. All right, so ending his turn in the middle of the alleyway, Jasui, you have run down the easement, turning around, just seeing this black cloud of mist. You see these two yellow pupils peer through, looking at you from above. What's the distance between me and Jasui? 30 feet. Behind Jasui, is it dim light or shadow? It is not because this area here is illuminated by lantern light. You can see he has backed up intentionally towards the light of the houses opposite the Dark Tide Tavern and he's standing there in the glow of the lantern. Is he directly in the glow? He's just on the fringe of it. He's just on the fringe of it. So in front of him is shadow. No, the sun's still up, bro. So at the start of your turn, you do get your reaction back. All right. I will shadow step to the furthest section of dim light. That I can get to. Okay, so you begin uh, casting your shadow step. You get to the corner of the easement and you drop down onto the surface in the shadow. Now, what's the distance between me and Jesui now? As you look towards Jesui, you can see he's about 15 feet away. Perfect. I attack him with my dagger whip, which I'll have advantage with, and it has a reach of 15 feet. Okay, roll an attack. I also use uh, stunning strike. Okay. 17. So you need to roll a constitution saving throw. What does he have to beat? I think it's 14. I will double check. Sweet. 14. Yeah, DC 14. Okay, so you feel this whip wrap around your your form, and as it does so, you feel your body begin to tense up, looking at this shadow magic moving through it, and as it does, you're like, fuck no, and you just break the release of the whip, but it does do some damage to you along the way. You watch as the whip snakes back into the shadow, and you can see Key reveal from the top down his orange eyes just staring at you dead. And you watch as he's reeling this whip back around his forearm and his paw. Roll your damage for that one, please, Key. That's plus five. So that's six damage. I will attack him again with my whip because I get two actions for attack. Uh, what I'll do is I will move directly in front of him. He slowly walks out of the shadow. Black wisps of smoke coming from his shoulders and he shapes up to just swing in melee range within five feet. 
I'm going to throw a dart at the lantern behind him. Okay, roll an attack. 18. 18 is what you need. You watch as the dart hits the lantern and you watch as it de-illuminate. So you watch as the shadow occurs behind Jasui as the light from the lantern behind him goes off. So Jasui's got Key right in front of him and the angry kitty has his mohawk all puffed up and he's just going to fire off some uh, some more shots. Yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go steady aim. Mm-hmm. Which gives you advantage. Which gives me advantage but takes away my bonus action. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go steady aim. It also means that I can't move, but yeah, fuck the steady aim. Uh, that is a 17, which doesn't hit. And my bonus action, which is a shot, a 26. Which will hit. Roll your damage. It's six. Six points of damage. So you can choose to catch it if you want to, Key. Uh, no, I, I won't catch it, but I do successfully deflect it. Okay. You watch as the bullet goes up again. Key's turn. I use my bonus action to start and I shadow step behind him. And as I appear behind him, I say, let your plans be dark and impenetrable as night. And when you move, fall like a thunderbolt and a stunning strike. Okay, roll your attack. 18. 18 will hit. Roll a constitution save. Uh, three. Okay, so you feel this stun move through your body and you are motionless. So now every attack made from this point on for this turn has advantage key. So I'll use my second attack action and I'll attack him with my quarterstaff. 17. Hit. Yeah, it was 21. Yeah. 21 across the two attacks. I rolled a six and I rolled a five and it was plus five on both of those. So it's 21. Yep. Okay. So you watch as this stunning strike hits him on the top of the head and you then watch as your staff whips around and hits him again in the abdomen. Him being stunned. As you look towards him, you can see that the whip slashes start to to bleed and you can see that he's taking some very uh, noticeable bludgeoning damage and bruising. I've used my bonus... How long is he stunned for? I He's believe stunned it's... until the end of my next turn. Yeah, so you get another turn in a row here. Yeah. Oh, damn! <laughs> Jesus. Uh, just for the record, I've got two more key points. I will shadow step again, just back into the same spot. It gives me advantage. Okay, so you pop again like you did in Freighter's Pit before. You uh, get an advantage anyway because you're stunned. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't waste my bonus action then. So if I've already got advantage, I will just attack him with my quarter staff. I'll attack him with my quarter staff. 18 plus 8, that's a hit. All right, so I roll my damage. Plus 5, that's 11. And then I'll attack him again. That's a nat 1. But I'll use inspiration. That's an 8 plus 8, so that's a 16. Which will miss. So you watch as Jusui begins to start to break the grapple, and as you horizontally strike, he just ducks completely out of the way. You wheel around and you can see Key standing there. Staff in hand, you are no longer stunned at the end of his turn. He still took 11 damage though. That will be turn. We cut to Shavi and Drew who are running through the streets, ducking under wagons and moving past people that are transporting slaves around the corner. Shavi moving his legs like a Scotty Terrier and Drew E just sort of pushing through people that moves into their way. You continue to hear the across the area and you can see people just sort of look curiously down the alley and continue walking. It's at that point it brings us to Jasui's turn. I am going to keep this party going by... I'm just going to have to shoot him. So I'll bonus action, disengage, move directly into the lamplight down and then I will take my action to fire. Can I use healing hand as a as an action? Se- sorry, second wind? Second wind is a bonus action. So you used your bonus action to disengage. So I can't, can I use my action to disengage instead? Yep. Yep. Okay, I'll use my action to disengage and move 
And then I'll use my bonus action to cast Second Wind. So roll a d10 and plus mm-hmm. five. He is now completely shrouded in light. I will shadow step to the shadows closest to where Jeswee is, but shadow step into the shadow. So that will give me advantage on my first melee attack. I'll then walk 10 feet and then I will attack him with my quarterstaff with advantage. That's an 18. Five plus five, that's 10 damage. I'll then smack him again with my quarterstaff. So that was a three. So you hit him across the shoulder doing a serious amount of damage. You whip it around to get him again and just sweet, you just catch it. You look at him in the eyes. Weary. All right, you're up, just sweet. I'm just going to be firing straight point blank into the cat. 21. Uh, I'll use a reaction deflect missile. 11 damage. So yes, he does deflect that one as he hits it off his wrist guard. What are you doing for the rest of your turn? Yeah, I'm shooting again and that doesn't. So as you fire the second time, you watch as uh, Key just pushes the barrel of the gun out and you watch as the bullet goes and smashes one of the windows. As it does so, you watch as Key touches the hand against the barrel of the gun. You watch as it flares red. Uh, You can get a grit point back from your last shot that you hit him with. And you watch as you just get filled with this rage-filled fury that is going through you being so close to to dizziness. At that point, it brings us to Keys Go. Now, I can't shadow step around him because he's standing in light. Exactly. I will hit him with my quarterstaff. 15 plus 8, so there'll be a hit. 6 plus 5 is 11. Are you doing lethal or non-lethal damage? I will not do lethal damage. So you watch as he's weary. You've got your hand up against the barrel of his pistol. And as you both lock eyes, I'll say your quarterstaff smacks him across the side of the head and you watch as he loses consciousness and he's about to fall. Uh, I catch him with my fist. Mm -hmm. And he's just hanging there. And it's at that moment you watch as Drew and Sharvi wheel around the corner, huffing and puffing, having heard the gunshots, which you watch just Swee's hands go limp. The guns fall and clatter to the floor. You can see he is bloodied. He is bruised. There is saliva and blood mixed together coming out of his mouth. Key is standing there holding the back of his. It's obvious that it was Key. Yeah, cool. There well, is think- no other soul in this area. Then, Hey, Drew, how much do you really trust this guy? Well, I'm just shouting, what the fuck is going on? Shavi sees this and, well, we don't really... We have never seen any of the beef between these no, officially. What? So all we see is key. Just sweeze down. Just sweeze our boy. Shavi's straight in. Roll an attack. Shavi will have assassinate if you hit. 23, sir. 23 is going to hit. So roll your damage, sneak attack, assassinate, all of the above. 47 damage, sir. <laughs> one shot. See key holding just sweep by the collar. You have one split second to see Shavi key. You watch as he jumps into the air, flares his shoulder tattoos. What does it look like as you um, smash key, Shavi? So it's pretty much going to look like they sort of do in the cartoons as if dudes with swords and stuff, they come and they slide through and they kind of just end up on the other side. The reaction of the other player doesn't really happen until like moments after. And pretty much, yeah, Shavi's just on the other side, come through. He's come through. He's going to use assassination, but non-lethally. And he's coming through and dealing 47 damage to Key. And he says, um, Mr. Tabaxi, you better chillaxy. <laughs> you may have your inspiration back. <laughs> yes. As you say that, you watch your blade drawn in a backwards held position. You still in fighting stance, Shavi. Key, you wobble, holding Jasui. You let him go and watch as Jasui hits the mud. 
you look towards Shavi and Shavi looks towards you, turning his face backwards and you fall on top of Jisui. Drew, you make your way around the corner seeing your two allies in the mud. Well done, potentially, you know, maybe saving his life. What the hell has just happened? I have no idea. Let's... I think we got some... Shall we maybe... I think... Restrict them both and see what happens when they get up? What we should do is, yeah, we need to see if we can quietly find ourselves a room and tie these tie these bastards up and I'll yeah if we can do that then I might heal them up alright so at that moment you watch as they're both breathing stable lying in the muck you watch as some people pass by and now that you're at the mouth of the alleyway they sort of look towards you and some of them give you a nod to see that you have downed two people and they're just like yeah right on as they walk past other people you can see just sort of paying no mind but roll perception checks both of you please 24 and 11 Okay, so Shavi, you are turning to see this situation, just shocked through it all, but Drew looking down the far side of the alleyway against the white marble wall that seems to back onto the uh, the far side and sitting on the easement that Jisui once dropped off, you see this tail whip in what light there is and you watch as an individual lands onto the middle of the floor in the alleyway in the shadow. You watch as they're cloaked but with your keen perception, you can see that this individual looks to be a tabaxi. You can see that this tabaxi has dark fur, hand wraps, and in the light that he passes, you can see a single scar across the nose. You see yellow eyes, and as he reveals his hood, you can see his panther-like in his visage. He watches his hands begin to glow red, and he looks towards the both of you, and you hear his voice say, If it's all the same to you, I'd like a word with that cat. Not another step closer. You'll have to wait your turn. You see, we're old friends, he and I, and I have some news for him that he very much needs to hear. Okay, well, I think I sort of look at him and like making sure he's not moving any closer, as menacing I can be. Say, we don't want any trouble. We just want to get to the bottom of what's happening here. He looks towards the tavern, looks towards you. He says, when he wakes up, Tell him Milo's looking for him. And you watch as he makes his way back around the corner and into shadow. I think, yeah, we'll see if we can, without causing too much attention, try and drag them upstairs into a room, get a room for the night. It is no uncommon sight to see somebody being carried over someone's shoulder in this tavern to a room above. So you two go pretty much unnoticed. Drew having both allies on shoulders, Shavi leading the way. And you eventually get to your room, which is a four bedroom room, bunk beds. And as you get in, it's probably 10 by 10. And you watch then as the sun begins to set. Can you please both roll D4s for me, uh, Key and Jusui? Okay, so as the afternoon goes on and dusk begins to fall, after about an hour or so, you watch Key's paw begin to quiver key your vision begins to fade in and out you look up and you can see that you're on the bottom of a bunk bed no no they're on the floor okay well they're on the floor you go to move and you can see that your arms and legs have been restrained as you look around the light seems to be fading but there is a lantern glow in this room that illuminates it completely you hear the musings of Shavi and Drew just conversing quietly in the distance. You hear the raucous laughter of tavern people below you. As you come into full consciousness, you can see that you're sitting in a room and directly to your left, 
is just Sui tied up in the same manner, still unconscious. How am I restrained? Hands, legs bound behind your back. Okay, so I'm basically hogtied. And I'm on my stomach at the moment? I would say you are on your stomach or your side. Yep. Okay. Naked as well. All right. Well, I was basically naked anyway. <laughs> You're going to wake up naked with my face in front of you. Hey, baby. Sort of walk up the key and pretty much straight up in his face and you got some explaining to do, Kitty. I don't have anything to say to you. Where's the... Where's Jess Wee? You see him lying next so to you. Lean to the side so you can see him. We might go and try and wake Jess Wee up then. I think I'm going to slap both of them. I'm going to slap Key and slap Jess Wee. You wake up to a slap, Jess Wee, and you see a similar sight to what I just described for Key. Suckling bear, baguette. And then I'm just sort of looking at Drew, just still blinking, trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Is he also hogtied? So yeah, you realise your hands are tied yep. and you look down and your clothes are gone. Take a look at both of them. What the hell happened? Why am I all died? What the hell happened? We had a fight. What's a fucking look like happened, my friend? Why did you out. fight? Why did you fight? Get me out of these restraints. No one's getting out of any restraints of this shit back until you guys sort your shit out. What's Why am on? I naked? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you love it. This is unnecessary. I could have killed him. <laughs> then why didn't you? It looked like you were close too. I was going to talk to him. We we're fighting. About what? Well, then talk now. You two talk and then you can get untied. I'm clearly not dangerous. Undo my restraints. That, that. Okay, you that just fucked up the statement. You can talk and then you get untied. At this stage, it doesn't look like we can trust either of you right now. Far mm. as I can see, just Swee is our friend and has been for a long time. You've come into this party. We tried to invite you into our brotherhood, and this is what happens. How do we look at how oh, else do we see oh, no, this? No, 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 my friend. I started this fight. That well, makes sense. I, 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 I feel as all key, the terrible kitty that he is, also don't stand in the darkness. That I feel as though key only really understands one way of speaking, and that is strength. And I felt like uh, he was not very happy with uh, being told what to do and how to do it and wasn't happy with the results of him breaking those rules. So we had a fight and now we understand one another. How do you feel, Key? I feel much better standing victorious, but you took that away from me. I could have killed him, but I didn't want to. I didn't decide to. I could have. Now here I am, victoriously naked on the ground. But you're lucky we didn't kill you. He's lucky you guys came. It wasn't luck, my friend. Crown killers don't fight. This is part of the brotherhood we tried to invite you into. Well, if he wanted to, he could have brought you along. But he came alone and he came heavy. And this was the result. I trusted you and I opened my heart and this is what I get. Andrew turns away and sheds a tear. You watch a teardrop hit the wooden floor. Does a flower sprout from it? course. Excellent. I hear you drew, but he drew first blood. Blood? I don't think I drew any blood. I didn't hit the bloody cat. What do you think, Shavi? Is there going to be more beef if we untie us? Have I made my message clear? Don't cross me. You can talk to me. You can reason with me. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. There is only one question I have. Are you going to follow to come with us? to join in or are you going to continue being your own kitty cat if you want to do you whenever you feel and however you feel 
That is fine. But we do it together. We don't need you and going fucking everything up just because you want to. I can't pretend to be anyone that I'm not. I mean, you, I can't point at you. You, Jess Wee, are a womanizer. That one over there, the little one, is a one-shot killer and quite a funny guy. And Drew, oh, he has an affinity for animals. I'm none of those things. Like the holy trinity of things I'm not. But I'm a gifted killer. And I can't promise that you can uh, keep me under control and I'm going to follow orders, but you can definitely talk to me and reason with me. Don't report me to authorities. I hate authority. I did talk to you. I told you not to do what you did, and you did it anyway. Separately, we might have our weaknesses, but together, we're pretty perfect. Yeah. Nick, I'll look at both of them and say, no one here is following anyone's orders. We're a team and a family. If you think you can be part of that, then that's all right with us. But just so you know, if either of you pull any shit like that again, I'll turn you into chickens and throw you in the bag of holding. Can we, uh... Can you untie me now? All right, we'll untie them both. And then, Key, as a sign of good faith, there's someone here waiting for you. I believe his name was Milo. Milo? Milo. I stand up to move and, like, I don't know how much mobility I have, like... None. You fall. Okay. I stand up and I fall over. And I, and I hit my head. And I, and I groan with pain. Have you guys untied them? We'll untie them now. Okay. <laughs> but then I say, I want to know who this Milo is. I've got nowhere else to be. I've got no, no one else to be with. I will honor our agreement. Cool. Thank We might, Xavi, I'll give you a nod. If you nod back, we'll give him all this shit back. Yep. You are now fully equipped, untied and dressed. All four of you in the room sitting around the single table with a candle in the middle. I'm not dressed yet. All right. No more secrets from now on, boys. Now we recover and recuperate and... Who is Milo? About Milo. Milo is a fire monk from the Monastery of Fire of Baltar. I thought he was in prison, actually. Again, someone else I probably should have killed, but I let go. My soft heart sometimes comes forward. Not a friend? Not since I met him last, not a friend. He didn't seem to have too malicious intent. He just wanted a word. Mm, I wouldn't trust him. And we didn't. Is it, um, is he waiting for us right now? He said he would return to the tavern. Okay, so it's, we're not time bound. I, su- I suggest we rest and, uh, yes, be wary of this fire monk. Shavi, should we tie them back up before we rest? Let's have a sleepy sleep. Okay, so you all bunker down in your bunk beds. Key, you take the top with clear view of the window. Jisui, Drew, and Shavi nestled down as well. The door locked, the candle extinguished, the light from the street only just peering through. The moon shines bright in Medotiri, and you can hear that the city really never sleeps. There is a raucous laughter and behaviour unbecoming of a regular gentleman of Cadmia, you might say, occurring below. But as you sleep and cause that noise to become white, you do indeed take your rest. Key, as you're just about to doze off, looking out the window at the moon, you see standing on the opposite rooftop 
a black cloaked tabaxi tail whipping in the breeze. Eyes staring directly into the window that you're sleeping into. You recognize the scar across the nose, the scar you gave this individual. Milo watches you. Um, I sit up in, in my bed and um, looking out at Milo, noticing that he's, is he just staying there? He's crouched in a three-point position on the apex of the roof and he's just staring in the window at you from the opposite roof. He's okay. probably about 40 feet away across the alley gap. I sit up and I slowly get off my bunk and get down onto the floor. It's currently dark at the moment, yes? Yes. Okay. But I can see regardless. Yes. Now that I'm on the ground, I look to the bottom bunks and I see Shavi. And I move over to Shavi and very, very um, discreetly shove him to you arouse him. awaken to arouse him. Oh. Hi. <laughs> Shavi, you snort and awaken and you can see Key has woken you up. He's standing over your bed. Looking shocked, you see he's got one finger to his cat-like mouth. And you can see if he is sneaking off, this is progress because he's telling one of you. Gesture to lead the way. Move slowly. Don't don't make any sudden movements. Easy done. So what do you two do? You see your window opens up into a small balcony that leads out into the street. He's looking directly at me. Just me. I don't know if he's seen you yet. You want me to come or do you want me to stay? I think, I think if we can get away with it, maybe you go and I stay at the window. If he moves, I will get out there and I'll track him. And I'll stay here and I'll watch you get around him. What do you think about that? If you can sneak out appropriately. Without him knowing? Without him knowing. I can do that. If he finds out, I'll wake up the others. I can do that. Okay. Well, I'll start moving towards the window. I'm going to sneak out and get behind him some. Okay, so you're going out the front door of the room in order to go down through the tavern and up around. Can you please roll a stealth check for me, Shavi? 28. So you watch Key as Shavi darts out the door, closes it behind him silently and pitter-patters his way down the stairs. Shavi, you move through the raucous tavern that hasn't seemed to have dulled in its atmosphere since you had arrived mid-afternoon. You hear the keys of the piano clanging at the side of the, the main bar room, the tap room and you make your way outside into the alleyway that you had previously found key and Jisui. You duck past a few barrels and climb up on the opposite wall uh, to the building in which indicated Milo was there. As you do so, you just hang underneath the gutter looking at this figure, and you can see now him looking directly into the window at Key. He doesn't appear to have clocked you. Whilst that happens, Key, you wait a moment, giving Charvi time to get into position. You move your way out into the balcony and as you do so, you watch as he gets up from his three-point position and just stands and you see this as well, Shavi. Uh, as, I, as I see him standing and looking at me, I very slowly reach my um, reach into, I've got my items back in my clothes. I reach into my pouch and I take out my potion of greater rest mm -hmm. and I drink it. Mm -hmm. look, look, look. And I'm feeling pretty damn good done. You watch as the glass is empty, you repouch it and you're invigorated from head to toe as if you had benefited from a long rest. Sends a bean. After drinking that 
Um, I see Milo's still standing there. Yep, has not moved. Can um, what's the distance from my balcony to where he's at? Thirty-five feet. Right. So I can I'll walk out to the balcony, like on the balcony, show that my hands are up, mm-hmm. try to show that I'm non-threatening, and I jump from the balcony to the roof where he is at. Okay, so you begin to jump, you do a flip, and you watch yourself falling short by about 15 feet from the uh, from the roof above. And as you flip down, you watch the roof getting further and further away. You have a moment to react before you take some full damage. What are you doing? I shadow step up there. All right, so you watch as you begin to fall, you do your flip, and you get just below the surface of the roof, getting out of view shot of Milo. And as you shadow step, you watch then as you immediately appear behind him, just this shadow of black and purple, and you, Sharvi, see Key appear in this shadow behind Milo. You watch as he does not turn, but you do hear his voice say, Learn some new tricks, I see. I've become more powerful than you can ever imagine. <laughs> Double the power, twice the fall. He turns. You can see he's got a scar. You can see he's skinnier than you remember. Prison doesn't seem to have treated him well. He looks to you and says, I wasn't sure you would come. Given our history. What are you here for? I have some news. Mutual news about a friend of ours. I don't have friends. You have one. Please enlighten me. He watches, he takes something from inside his shirt collar that he was wearing around his neck and he pulls a cord that snaps. He opens his palm and in what little light you can see, you see the medallion of a sun, the Sun Soul Monk medallion. I know that medallion. You should. It was my brother's and he throws it at you. I catch it. As you catch it, you smell mahogany, which you know is his scent, but a memory of Felix just hits you. Why do you have this medallion? He looks at you from underneath his shadowed eyes. The moment I heard, I broke out of that prison and I found him, found him lying there in the rubble. He killed him. Who did? Who is Felix dead? He looks towards you in your eyes and he says, Felix is dead. No, no. I start pacing. He says, killed by Delnak the outcast. And I know that you and I, we have our differences. I have killed people close to you. This may be the one thread that can draw us together. I'm going after him, Key. I can't do it by myself. I don't know why he vouched for you, but you do have your strengths, and I can't do this alone. Help me get revenge on my brother and your friend. Help me kill Delnak. I don't know if I can trust you. Do you think that I would be having this meeting and looking at your face having not drawn a blade the instant I saw you? If this wasn't true, do you know Felix to ever part with that medallion knowing the love he had for his master? 
What I say is true. His body lay broken, beaten to death with arcane spells, power beyond measure. So if what you say is true, your power has indeed doubled, then that will be useful. If you do not help me, then he will have died in vain. I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if you didn't kill him, but... You watch as he grabs your shirt front at that point and pulls you closer and he growls. I may be a lot of things. I may have done a lot of things, things that you couldn't even fathom. You can never comprehend the reasons why. But let me tell you one thing for sure. If you had a brother, if you shared love for one like you would a brother, you'd know that that statement is worth me throwing you off the edge of this building and pissing on your corpse and he throws you away. I stumble back and uh, attempt to regain my balance. And I look around and um, do I know where Shavi is? I would say not, but you did converse with him. So you assume he's there. Okay. So I, I look to the direction where I think Shavi is and I just sort of give, give, a, give an eye glance. It's like, just be ready. You notice it. I've heard all this. Yep. Yep. And I turn to Milo and say, Well, I've just made some new friends. Let them come too. If they want to. At this present moment, we were running away from Delnek. This would be the complete opposite. But I can't ignore... I can't ignore my only other friend. His life is over. And I do nothing about it. I run away from everything all the time. Allow me to bring my friends. I'll meet you on the outskirts of Metatiri. Let me tell you, we're going to fight this fiend, Delnak the Outcast. We're going to need to bring an army. We're going to need power. We need something. need something you watch as he turns away from you when do I when should I meet you when you've gathered when you're ready you're looking for an army cutthroats thieves those that kill without a cause this is the right place there are people in all corners of this dank stillwater town I've only been here a short time but it's not much better than the prison they put me in in Cadmia. Okay. Well, we'll talk to our friends, but finding you on the outskirts of... I found you this time. I'll find you again. All right. He turns and he says, Wasn't hard. Your friends are rather loud. (laughs) Only when they're talking. He walks away. He turns and he says, Oh, make no mistake, Key. I'll never call you brother. I'll never call you friend. When this is over, our beef remains. 
When this is over, you'll either walk away humbled or never walk again. He jumps off the building and into the darkness. Javi, come out. Yeah, I was going to say, can I sort of get up and make myself known as he's leaving so he knows Key's friends are with him? I'll say as he jumped off and turned away, he sees the backlit figure of Shavi Littlefoot from the moon and his pointy hair as he walks forward towards Key in the dark. You two have a moment. Did you catch all that? How do you feel? Destroyed. Do you want to tell the others? Yes. We wake him up now or tell him in the morning? I think rest is needed. Big news and big plans to come. We all need to be level-headed. Okay. Well, I just took a potion of greater rest. So I'm going to stand out here and stay watch over the room. You go back in. I'll meet you down in the tavern tomorrow morning. We'll be there. Shavi, you go off to bed? I do. Key, is there anything you want to do during this time besides watch? Um, I, um, I take a moment looking at the medallion and it squeezes, I squeeze it in my hand and, uh, I start crying. As you do, you see the eyes of Delnak in your mind's eye, remembering when you saw and looked upon his face. You remember the moment you stood with Felix by his side and you threatened this man. Felix took the pages off of you and handed them to Delnak, saving your life. This gesture repaid by Delnak with Felix's death. You touch the medallion that you know shields you from him. And you look at the medallion that Felix has too as tears fall down your face. With that in mind, I wipe, I wipe my face. And I stand out at the corner of the room. Thinking of Felix thinking of what kind of backs he was, what kind of person he was. His optimism, positivity, furious, furious fighter. And I take the medallion and I put it on. That's it for this week's episode of D&D Valiant Odyssey. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate your patronage every single week. And for those people that keep on returning to listen to our stories, we cannot thank you enough. If you're a person who wants to hang out with us outside of the times of this podcast, you can definitely join our Instagram. And the link for that is in the show notes below. Lately, we've been collecting data to see when we can deliver the most appropriate podcast content to you. And we've recently found out that you guys like to listen to us while you're working. So if you're working right now, have a break. You've deserved it. Go and tell somebody about D&D Valiant Odyssey. Have yourself a drink. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in again, guys. And as always, be valiant. And we'll see you next time.